Tis the season as we now approach the greatest holiday of all time, in my opinion, Thanksgiving. We're You're a big Thanksgiving about, guy, aren't you, Mike? I see I, that. I, a little bit, a little bit, a yeah. <laughs> little bit. Thanksgiving Eve, as we're talking here, this is Mike Up, presented by Pittsburgh Sports Live and on Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm Mike Ostey. That's Mike Vakova Cannon. Yes, I am a big Thanksgiving guy. We are now experiencing Thanksgiving and the magic of the holiday. It's about food, family, and football. And this show is going to be about one of those, and that's football, at least uh, on and off the field. Uh, what's going on with Pitt? They're ranking right now if they should have star players play or not against Syracuse since the division is already wrapped up and they will appear in the ACC title game and what it even means and to the program to have so many up for different awards, but maybe a part of Pitt that has kind of been overlooked this year because it can't just be one guy as great as Pickett has been to get them to this point. And we've experienced Pickett having great games and Pitt not winning. It does take a team effort to win a major conference that Pitt has an opportunity to do in the ACC title game. And then also, of course, the news everyone's been talking about and is well aware of, we have the coverage over there at Nittany Sports now. Penn State extends James Franklin 10 more years, and this is only a month after he was involved in every single rumor in the country, major jobs at LSU, USC. We've even touched on it here in past shows you can search for. And the way he was answering questions, he was dancing around it, saying, hey, my personal life is mine. It appeared maybe he had his eyes sight set on going somewhere else. And Penn State hadn't won a game since then, um, for a while at least. And that may be changed the tune. We'll see. Penn State looks to end their season on a strong note, but the real conversation is about the future of that program and even some comments that he said about the facilities. So he's extended, but doesn't honestly sound that happy about what's going on at Penn State, as weird as that may sound. So, Mike, to get things started here, Pitt fans have a reason to be thankful this year. They really have a reason to be thankful for Kenny Pickett, for Mark Whipple, for Pat Narduzzi, for this team, and some of those things they are thankful for now. I don't think they ever thought they would be thankful for even a year or so ago, maybe even more recently ago early on in this season. It's all in front of them now they have the ACC crown right in front of them they have that title game in front of them no matter what happens against Syracuse they could lose by 40 points they're going to have a chance at winning the conference obviously that may affect their ranking though if they would lose that game they right now are pretty secure in that top 20 of the college football playoff they could actually even approach top 15 top 10 etc at the end of the year if they keep on winning and certainly win a conference top 10 is not out of the question if they win the ACC and then win a bowl game to finish things off that'd be great for the program a loss of Syracuse certainly would hurt that but at the end of the day it wouldn't matter for their goals it appears Pitt is going to go business as usual. Kenny Pickett and company going to play in that game. It's on the road against Syracuse. What are your thoughts there? Pitt has it all wrapped up. Should they be sitting guys because it really doesn't matter for their goals and what they want to win and what they want to do this year. The playoff is out. No matter what they do, they win by 60 in every game. They're not going to have a chance at a national title. Or should Penn, should Pitt continue business as usual, continue clicking on all cylinders, make sure the rust isn't there and treat every week as its own individual week, which is potentially, which is how they got in this situation. Well, I, I, I was having this conversation with Alan last week, and we, right. we have a difference of opinion on this. I'm of the opinion that I, if, if I'm head coach, um, I don't really care that much about, there's only one thing I care about, <clears throat> and that's winning the ACC title. Okay. Um, beating, uh, 
<clears throat> beating Syracuse and losing in the ACC title game. Right. You know, my thought on that is I do not play. There's two players. There's only two players that I don't play. And those are the stars, Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett. Uh, I just don't see there's a, because if those guys get down injured, even yeah. if it's not a major injury, if it's just a nagging injury or something oh. that oh, yeah. uh, keeps them out the following week, uh, Pitt has no shot to win the ACC title game. So with that, <laughs> that's honest, true. I mean, that really they, is undisputed. They don't. No, yeah. they, they won't. So right. um, I wouldn't play those two. And I know uh, people were, you know, worried about, you know, uh, Pat Narduzzi made it clear yesterday or uh, Monday that he is going to play them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know they have, you know, things that they could accomplish as far as uh, program records. Uh, they hadn't, they haven't won 10 games in a regular season since 1981. <laughs> um, right. They, there's a lot of things that they could accomplish. However, I, I think, I think they need to go with their, uh, motto all season, we, not me. And that's think of this as a team goal here. And it's about winning the ACC conference. Uh, if they win, if they lose to Syracuse and don't play those guys, I'm sure the pollsters, some of them will recognize the fact that their best two players weren't there. Sure. Sure. And if, and if they win their, if they win the ACC title, nobody will remember about Syracuse. Yeah, it is possible, though, that the pollsters, it's different than if a player was injured. They may frown upon it because they may not want to send – they may not want teams to do that in the future because then you're hurting the integrity of that game. You're hurting Syracuse in terms of what they're putting together for the fans that are there. So the pollsters could get old school and say, hey, we can't just not move you or move you up despite losing by 20 because everyone sat because then teams are just going to do this all the time. Not that they wouldn't anyway, but I don't think yeah, – But it, I'm not I'm – not, You know, that opportunity is there for you, to hurt the ranking. I agree with you if Pitt's sitting, you know, six, seven, eight guys. I'm talking two guys here. Yeah. And, and I think the poll – I think anyone realizes – Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, if Pat Narduzzi wanted to uh, really sit him, uh, he could use last week's ankle injury against uh, Virginia. Yeah, and Addison almost – he almost didn't play two weeks ago. He's been questionable for a while right, now. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those guys are just too important to everything they do. Pitt's already yeah. down two guys for the year uh, probably – at wide receiver with Tazier Mack and Jalen Barden. If you lose uh, Addison for just a week, you know, it, to me, there's just nothing to gain. And I know some people are still worried about uh, uh, no, nobody over at Pitt, but fans and some people are still thinking about the Heisman and uh, the Davy O'Brien. Yeah, is, is that going to be as being a finalist? Would they yeah, hold that against it, it, him? Yeah, and the stats would, wouldn't be there. He does need to hang on stats. Yeah, it's a tricky situ It's a tricky subject, you know. And, and there's there's uh, arguments both ways. There's legitimate arguments both ways. Yeah. Would you? Know, yeah. I don't think anything trumps uh, the ACC title. Yeah, if they get hurt, none of that matters, right? Yeah. If, if if they get hurt, none of that matters. But you could argue to play the devil's advocate here because I probably wouldn't play them either. But we not me could still be getting picket to the Heisman as a finalist because that would help we. So 
That's mm-hmm. not just me. That would help. We he's going to get first round. He's going to get his money, even if he's not a Heisman finalist. That's going to be me. He's already done that for himself. That's happening. But we would be getting him there, getting more coverage, getting more accolades. That hasn't happened for a while for Pitt. They feel like they were snubbed with Larry Fitz. You know, I, I think I, I think Kenny Pickett uh, I might think get there already, anyway. I think he's already. Center. I think he's already locked up. Uh, he should be. With what he's done the last half of the season here, I think he's already locked up uh, an invitation to to New York. I, okay, I don't, even, I, I don't think that's even. Yeah, uh, I don't even think that's in discussion. And, and I do feel like winning it's probably just not going to happen. No, no, it's going to go to it's going to go to the uh, you know Alabama guy or uh, right. Um, so then, if you feel that way, then you can't go anywhere up with him. I mean, what's the difference right, of being that, second or third? No one, There's no nothing. one remembers the runner-up or the third guy. No, it, it'll be great for the program to get him there. And right. to me, there's just very little benefit uh, aside from final win total and yeah. final ranking. I think final mm-hmm. ranking is the only other argument yeah. more than win total because you mentioned since 1981, Pitt hasn't had a 10-win season. This could be the best ranking Pitt's had in an absurd amount of time, certainly for Narduzzi. Does that – is that a difference if Pitt no. finishes the year ranked seventh or ranked twelfth? No, it doesn't I, – I don't care about that. I, okay. I, I want to secure – I want to do everything I can to make sure my marquee players are there for the biggest game of the year. Yeah. The last time Pitt was on national TV for the ACC title game, it wasn't didn't look good. No, uh, for the program, uh, you know they got boat raced by Clemson. Yeah, uh, this game, whoever they play, NC State, Wake Forest, uh, will um, it'll be a competitive game and it'll be an exciting game. It'll be a game that um, fans, potential recruits, will see uh, quarterbacks out there. People in the offense, uh, wide receivers, uh, mm-hmm. playing in this offense, stuff like that. If those two guys aren't there, um, you know, all of it's gone. You want to win when you're in a position to win an ACC championship. Uh, obviously, something this program has never done. Mm-hmm. You do everything you can to make sure that happens, and it all starts. Uh, it all starts with number eight. Yeah, and honestly, not even just the ACC, but we talked about as well in past shows, the last time Pitt was in a major bowl game of this calendar back in 2004 when they got in that BCS, I believe it was the Fiesta Bowl against Utah. They got in because they won the Big East, but that was a year before WVU got going that it was almost like they won it by default and they were barely in the top 25. This would be the most definitive conference championship for Pitt since Johnny Majors. I mean, this this would be – you couldn't dispute this one. There could certainly be opposing fans that could say, 2004, ah, they ranked 24th in the country. What does that do for you? And then they got then they got boat raced. This There's nothing anyone could argue about this season if they win. Again, it's still a risk that if you lose the ACC title game, obviously it's been a, a nice year. It's been a great year for Pitt. But that would take something away. There'd be little some luster lost because with this offense, you feel like you should win even though you're facing a great team. And if you lose it because Kenny Pickett breaks his leg against Syracuse, I'm sure that's going to stick in Pitt, Pitt's craw for 50 years. I don't know if they're yeah. ever – I mean, that's going to be something people are never going to get no. over. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be hard to even talk about. I'll knock on wood for Pitt here with that comment. I do want to ask you as well, many Pitt star players here are vying for, for significant awards. We always talk Kenny Pickett in the Heisman, but it's 
well beyond that with Addison. Even Mark Whipple as an offensive coordinator is up for significant awards. Pat Narduzzi as well as a head coach. We know the success of Pitch Stars, of Pickett, Addison, even going down to Vincent Davis and Hammond Jr. potentially, who may be a part of this answer. Uh, we, we know Mark Whipple and what he's done, finally getting some national respect even more than maybe he's had at Pitt, even though he had it prior in his career. We know Narduzzi silencing some doubters. But Pitt would not be in this situation without an overall team effort. And parts of this team have had to improve. Parts of this team were the problem when Pitt had lost games. Miami, Western Michigan, the defense collapsed in those games. No matter what Pickett did, it didn't matter. What would you say is maybe an unsung part of this team to allow them to win a conference championship? Because for a while this year, many were thinking, oh, man, we're going to have a Heisman candidate and still lose four or five games because the rest of the team's not good enough. But they got better. They got good enough. And they made it where he wasn't going to have to be in a situation where Kenny Pickett deserved better at the end of the year. I'm going to say that because uh, I know that uh, I thought this way and I know a lot of other people thought this way. And it's something I've harped on for a couple of years is the uh, I think Pitts finally, uh, however, it's happened. They've developed uh, a sneaky good running game toward yeah, the I end think- of the season. I guess the about halfway during the season, up until, you know, five game five, six, you know, there were still questions about, man, they still can't run the ball. And, uh, you know, why can't they yeah. run? It? And then all of a sudden uh, you look at the end of the season here and you got a Bonaconda, you got uh, Hammond and you got Davis. All those guys are averaging close to five yards a carry. Uh, Bonaconda is averaging yeah. 5.3. Same with Hammond. It's been by committee, really, too. And, yeah, and Vincent Davis is 4.1. When you got your backs averaging uh, four yards a carry, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure some of it is because defenses are, you know, maybe a little bit worried about the pass, but that doesn't matter. It's, it, it's a team, and it's all a result of the one area of the team is benefiting from the other. Mm-hmm. Pitt, Pitt's running game looks solid now, and the, the exciting thing for – uh, I'm sure Narduzzi and Whipple and uh, the program is the fact that all three of those guys are scheduled to return next year. Uh, Hammond, Abanaconda. Yeah. You won't have Pickett, but you will have them. Right? Yeah. Uh, Davis will be a senior. Uh, Hammond and Abanaconda are sophomores and freshmen. So you, you got, you got this uh, three headed monster back with the, with the running game next year. Uh, Hammond just looks like a, a beast. He, he, him and Abinaconda look like a really scary duo as far as mm. the type of uh, – it's kind of funny. Hammond looks like the – he's smaller, but he he's physical, and Abinaconda could just run run past you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, it, it's it's a, a thunder really and lightning, good, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really solid, and Daniel Carter has been has come in and kind of done the dirty work of being the, the – he came in as a four-star running back from Florida, and people thought he was going to be the running back of the future. He's only a sophomore, but he's kind of developed now as the uh, uh, talented fullback in their offense. So they got a loaded backfield here, and nobody's graduating. Everyone's going to be back next year. And uh, I, I think that part of their uh, team maybe necess- or necessarily isn't getting the attention just because of you know all the attention your quarterback, no matter what yeah. the team, always gets. When you have a good quarterback, that's all anyone ever talks about. But 
Yeah. I think people should remember, Pitt fans should remember, and they start worrying about next year. And, you know, I've already heard Pickett won't be there. And I realize, you know, we all know what that's going to mean. But this cupboard uh, is is hardly going to be bare next year for uh, for talent next year. Yeah, and, and I do also think that you're going to – when you have a quarterback throwing for 300-plus yards, not only is he the quarterback on a winning team, but 300-plus yards, all those gaudy stats, he's going to get all the accolades and all the praise. It just comes with being a quarterback. But we've mentioned this before that the one thing that was holding Pitt back was the running game from really being a good team. And I'd imagine if you ask Pickett as well, it's easier for him to operate when there's a running game there. He was still putting up yards without the running game. But now the defense has to worry about what's going on on the ground. They can't just assume it's going to be 50 passes from Pickett every night or else they're going to be able to have success when Pitt tries to run and to have three different backs that have success. We've seen a 100-yard game from Hammond. We've seen a 100-yard game from Vince, from Vincent Davis. We've seen a 100-yard game from, from Anaconda. So, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous to have those three. It almost the only, you know, you don't want to have – anything bad happen with all of this, but the only negative is eventually one of those three guys are going to, I want more touches. I want more playing time, but you have two of them coming back after next year. So it, it almost seems like that po- possible symmetry for the running well, backs. Well, one thing is helping the O line too. Uh, Bonaconda didn't play in the second half last week. He had, right. he had a minor injury that he'll be able to play this week, right. but to not risk that Narduzzi just sat him the second half because he knew he had, those other guys, those other guys. On and you team. could do that against Syracuse. We talked about earlier on who's right. going to rest. If you're going to start picking Anderson, maybe you at least don't start him because of the recent injury. You don't want to risk him, although you have, uh, you know, others in the backup. And I think the only thing to mention here uh, for the off for the, for, for Pitt in terms of another unsung part is the offensive line that's allowed these running backs to have success. That's also helped Pickett. That was a problem earlier in the year as well. So if you, anytime you mention running back success, running game success, you have to mention the offensive line quarterback and running success. You got to mention the O-line. They also have really, really improved, which has allowed this team to operate on offense you know, with such consistency that they're the best in the country. Yeah, and I also want to give Narduzzi some credit here. Sure. For, uh, you know, I, th- I think early on, and, and I think this is uh, another sign of his development as a head coach is in that uh, I think early on in his career, there were some whispers and people talking that he uh, was reliant too much on his seniors and was mm-hmm. hesitant to go with freshmen, uh, especially true freshmen, even if they were talented. Uh, yeah, not this back year. with Paris Ford. Yeah. And back then that, you know, he he's always going to rely on the, the senior over the freshman. We're seeing some development with him in that he's, he's playing some uh, freshmen in high stakes situations here, meaning uh, Rodney Hammond, we mentioned him, tight end Gavin Bartholomew, who's uh, going to be a star here at Pitt, Within right. the next couple of years, he's a true freshman. You have Jalen Barden, who uh, basically is a redshirt freshman. Uh, Rashad, Be- he's shown the willingness. Uh, I'd say for the most time, for the uh, most in his career, of uh, sliding some uh, young players, inexperienced players, into some high stakes situations here. And I don't think that's something that uh, he would have done the first few years of his, uh, you know, coaching career. Yeah. Which is, which sign, which shows signs that he's still, he's growing and he's developing as a head coach. And I think a lot of times people uh, forget that about him, that this is his first job. 
So uh, hats off to him for that, for not, yeah. just, you know, sticking with the seniors. Yeah, he's found a season that they can always point to. I mean, he really got it done this year. He had to quiet doubters even in this individual season. I think he's matured even how he's dealt with everything. So I think everything a part of him has matured in this season. Obviously, Pickett has matured as a quarterback, as a man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pitt fans have a lot to be thankful for again there. And, of course, a lot more to discuss, a lot more to coverage. Uh, to cover going into that ACC title game, many of us will be there. Mike, Allen, we're going to have Mitchell and Mitchell Northam, a stringer of ours is there. George will be there. So we got we got a lot of coverage here. Stick with us next forward. week. We got a lot of stuff uh, for you Pitt fans. We're trying to work out something for yeah. game day. Hopefully we'll announce it next week. But uh, we'll be down in Charlotte as a team. And as we've shown you since, uh, for the last six years, uh, nobody in Pittsburgh um, will have Pitt covered. Uh, is extensively and better than uh, Pittsburgh sports now. Absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, post-game shows, shows what will happen as well here on Pittsburgh Sports Live. Now, to wrap things up, um, Pit fans, you can maybe also enjoy this this conversation because th- there, there are some that believe a decision was made that will actually be helping Pitt and other programs since it's not exactly been the way this season uh, for Penn State fans that they want. And also, there's some Penn State fans who, who might kind of be rolling their eyes right now. Penn State extends James Franklin 10 more years. Not to say it's been bad when he's been there. There have been some great moments. There has been there have been some solid seasons. The expectations are even higher at Penn State than they would be at a Pitt or West Virginia. They want to win the Big Ten or at least vie for it every year. This year, they're lucky to be in the top four even in their conference. They had that losing streak in the middle of the season. He was rumored to be going elsewhere. Decided not to. They kept on losing. They want to finish the season strong, but really, what does it matter? And he also mentioned in his in his press conference just yesterday, talking about the extension, that hey, we also need better facilities. We need to win three sixty four beyond the game that we're playing. He almost it was weird. He was calling shots at the administration despite signing a ten year deal. Man, I'd like to get be a fly on the wall for what's happening in Happy Valley right now, because it appears that he is back, but I'm not so sure if it isn't he's back because Penn State is okay with him and didn't feel they could get any better or what's going on. And he realized that, okay, I can't get elsewhere because these teams aren't as interested in me off the losing streak. It doesn't appear champagne's being popped in this 10-year deal, but that's the case right now. And we also know, Mike, the way college sports works, if he just sucks up the joint, he could be out two years into this 10 year extension. I mean, obviously there's a buyout. There's a lot of money there. You want him longer, obviously if you sign this deal, but there's no guarantee he'll be there for the 10 years. Was this a good decision for Penn state? And was this a good decision for James Franklin individually? Cause we also talked before that if you can't win the conference, if you can't get over Ohio state for his legacy, for his personal well being, maybe he's actually better to try something else. Even if he fails elsewhere, try something else. But that's not the case. He's going to keep on trying at Penn State, needing, needing more, wanting more facility-wise for recruiting. He kind of put the blame there on recruiting, even though he's actually recruited well, and then these seasons haven't gone the way they wanted. Yeah, I. Uh, to answer your first question, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good deal for both sides. Uh, you know, I know some people, the way things are gone the last two years, uh, I believe they're 11 and nine in the last 20 games that that doesn't scream for last year was really bad. Yeah. For a guy getting a, you know, a 10 year, uh, what was it? $80 million extension or something, yeah. 70, 70, 80 million. 
that doesn't those numbers you don't i mean per year it's not that much of a bump but it's a lot of money and a lot of a lot of years but i i think it's penn state no matter penn state is going to be their bugaboo and they have to hope that they're they believe that obviously franklin's the guy for this is can they ever be better than ohio state and uh, I know Michigan. I mean, in Michigan, but I, I think this is. Let's see. Let's see Harbaugh do this a couple. Yeah. Of right. Right. <laughs> sure. I, I think the, the, the big thing is Ohio State. That that's yeah. the only thing because Wisconsin. I think they're still. You know, I, I think they're on par with Wisconsin. I, I think they they beat them. They finished with a lot of the same record. I think recruiting wise, a lot of kids that could choose between any of those four or five Big Ten schools that would pick Penn State over a lot of the others. If you're talking it's recruiting, State, it's Ohio. Penn State. Yeah, if you're talking recruiting, it's Ohio State. It's it's Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State battling those other schools. Right, right. It's geographically, yet. right. Yeah, and Penn State realized. The, I'm sure the Mel Tucker contract with Michigan State didn't yeah. help, help out Penn State as far as it. It definitely helped out Franklin. Uh, as far as his, uh, you know, this guy does it for one year there right. and their right. schools, you know, and their schools giving him a ridiculous contract, which I think right. they're going to they're end up regretting. Probably. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's the cost of doing business in college football today. This is not, this is big business. And were you at all surprised it was 10 years or is that because of what his, his, his counterpart in the game coming up at Michigan state got that they had to match that Franklin is that special years even though not this year if i'm penn state i like the 10 years because i I think the first four or five of it the buyout years are pretty uh pretty heavy and then after that it goes down to a very that's true that he can get out i'm surprised that james franklin would want to um uh, sign something that long because let's let's be honest in the last few years this isn't the first time that he every year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every year. Yeah. His name is out there for all these jobs and he always seems to, and uh, you know, hats off to him and his agent for being able to do this. Cause you know, he has the Penn state administration by the, you know, um, apparently, apparently he does. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that he'd want to quiet because it, once you get a 10 year extension, that's it. There's not going to be any, there's not going to be any more renegotiations you, after you, one or two years. I, you I, mentioned I though him having Penn State by the. He'd want to, yeah. I don't understand why he'd want to uh, hamstring himself. I that's a you know it's pretty ridiculous to say when you're talking about you know that amount of money, but ten years is just a long, long time to. Uh, not be able to have any uh right it seemed like he's flirted with other schools i mean we yeah. don't know for sure but it, it seems like there was some unless he's really a master of manipulation as some have argued in that his weird comments this year have just been trying to get more money in years out of penn state maybe he never wanted to leave because he did mention that these other jobs are very far it's not like you're going from Pitt to west virginia or to penn state ohio state he would have had to bring his family the kids in school three thousand miles away or even lsu's not that close so maybe he always wanted to stay because the other jobs that were interested in him never were next door. It was always far. And maybe he just manipulated himself into all these years and money. And who knows? I mean, maybe he did. I, I do want to ask you here. You mentioned that he has Penn State by, by the gonads, and he really does when you get that long of a deal. And, and think of this. And I understand maybe why they would do it. 
but not often in sports ever do you have a guy who's had back-to-back let's call them bad years they're bad certainly last year was you maybe could blame COVID but it's bad again and then all of a sudden gets a 10-year deal I mean it's weird to say for Michigan State to be offering that but at least it's coming off a really special great top 10 season not the case for Penn State their best years are now two three four years behind them is it weird that he would have them by the gonads? Is it possible for Penn State to do better than him and they're settling for him? Or do you think there's some realization in themselves? Because we always talk about this as well. If they would not lock if they would not lock Franklin up, and then he would say to them, Hey, if you don't extend me for so many years, I'm gonna go elsewhere or something like that. He still has cachet to go elsewhere, then they would be in a situation where they have to start all over again and they don't want to do that. Like can they do better than James Franklin is the question? At no, Penn State. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Some would argue it's a top it's 10 marquee brand people, name. I, I think Penn State's an easy job to recruit at. I don't think it's an easy job to coach at. Okay. Just because their conference is the hardest conference. It is. Well, uh, I, I besides the SEC. The yeah. yeah. It's harder. Their division, the Big Ten, whatever whatever the name of their division is, yeah. Whoever thought, and I was thinking about this when I was looking at the standings a couple weeks. Especially this year, it, it, it's it's stupid how many good teams are in that thing compared to Wisconsin's division, which it, the parity it's not yeah. even there. You right. have four or five legitimate teams. That's hard, <laughs> right? And no, you're right. I, I think a lot of people could recruit at Penn State. Jay, let, let, let's let, let's. I think Penn State is looking at it, the totality of this thing. James Franklin's had some double-digit wins, uh, right? Yeah, seasons. Uh, he's not a bad coach. No, is, is no. he? Maybe uh, it's underachieving. Maybe for their expectations. Maybe the reputation is maybe more than what he does. But he has a lot of positive things that that he brings to a program, and he's shown the ability to recruit. Sure. I think he's a good face for the program. Um, he's an intelligent guy. He's a respectful yeah. guy. You don't have to worry he's going to get arrested yeah, or there, anything crazy. James Franklin's a good uh, – if, if you're picking guys that you want to run your program as far as uh, – He's a leader of men. Qualities yeah. that, a, that a guy brings. James Franklin checks off most of the boxes. I, I just think that the expectations for the Penn State job and where they are uh, sometimes get in the way and maybe cloud people's – uh, opinion yeah. of what he's actually accomplished. You know, if, if he goes to the uh, Pac-12, that's a terrible conference. Is he can he do better? Sure, but he know, could win the conference he, though at USC. That's a marquee job. And yeah, if you win, I, but I know look what happens with Oregon but, this year. They were a top ten team before losing to Utah. If you do that at USC, they're a top four five team. They love that brand that, name. But if he does that, I don't think that is going to make him a better coach. No, no, no. It just it just might get him in the playoff. Maybe. Yeah, it, it's he's doing it because he's in a worse conference. Right. You know, sure. As weird as that says, I, I don't think do, accomplishing it. Now, if you do that in the SEC with LSU, I'll tip my tip my hat off to you. That's, yeah. that's a, you don't want to do that. The only job that I ever saw that made sense for him, uh, for legacy, or if he even cares about that, is USC. That was it. Yeah, Florida and I, I didn't make. And sense if I were him, 
If I, yeah, LSU, I think if he went to LSU, he would have been fired in three years. Look what they fired a guy who won the national championship two years ago, and the fans don't like him. They're not going to do anything nice. They hate him. It's freaking believable. Yeah, USC was the only job. USC was the only job that made sense for him. If he, you could make a case that if he'd want to go there, because then he could be a, a playoff team. I think if he wants to win a national championship, yes. he would he could he needs to go to USC because if they have a one lost year, look at Oregon again. The committee loves the brand names. They love USC. If you go with one or two losses and win the Pac-12, they're gonna find a way to crawl yeah. you in there, whether it's fair or not. And once you're in, you have a chance. Yeah. That's not gonna happen at Penn State. You gotta you gotta beat Ohio State every now and then, you gotta beat Michigan every now and then, you gotta win the conference every now and then. They're bumping two SEC teams, probably will get in the playoff this year. Bama beats Georgia. They're not gonna be doing that for the for the Big Ten this year. It's it's rough. I mean, it's 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 it's, t- it's arguably a tougher conference with less respect nationally than the SEC. So that makes it hard for you. That's just the yeah. case. Um, but I just that, think Penn State, in the end, they need to look big, and I think they do. I think they've done this as an administration. I'm speaking to fans here. I think they need to uh, think big picture and don't always think that it's better because you can go out there and try to get some former alumni or go out there and get a Greg Schiano or you know whoever you want to try to bring in there, a former Penn State person to do that job and think he's going to do better. And then one or two years in, oh yeah, yeah, you'll realize he's not James Franklin. James James Franklin, you could do worse. Absolutely, James Franklin has some warts to him as far as you know the overall uh, resume, but he has a lot more, hell of a lot more positives uh, that he brings to a program than negatives. And people always try to find what's wrong, but I think they should look at what's right. And I think he does. I think he's he he's about as good as you can get for yeah face of a program. He is. And, and if they, if, you know, they weren't going to do this, but if they fired him, you'd be starting at square one, you'd lose all your recruits. We always talk about it. it's different to fire a college coach than a pro coach. Cause you're losing a lot. You know, you still have the same roster. If you fire a pro coach, cause they're contractually obligated unless you trade them or they complain, but a recruit could say, I went to play for Franklin. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, that would be, that, you know, that could be a potentially a catastrophe. And, and yeah, if you're giving somebody 10 years off one 10 win season, Franklin, what he has two at least. So, I mean, and yeah, it's years ago. Three. He might have three. Yeah. Three. And he's flirted with it. He's been in big, big bowl games and yeah. you just don't know. Um, it, it can happen. If Sean Clifford didn't get hurt, maybe their season doesn't unravel. Yeah. They lost several more games, but that's the quarterback getting hurt. That was playing well. Maybe they win that he doesn't get hurt and they get motivated to do more. You don't know. I mean, he, yeah, he's also kept the team afloat. They were competitive against Michigan, despite having their season really be for nothing. So that's all got to go to Franklin. You listen to these kids. They feel like they're playing for the national title still, which isn't the case. I don't, I mean, yeah. I know I, I wouldn't be motivated if I were them, but, but they are. Um, <laughs> so that'll do it for this edition of the show. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Cause I yeah. am going to happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thankful for, you know, what you're thankful for. And, uh, yeah, that, that'll be it for this holiday edition of the show. We'll be back at it next week at some point here. And, of course, Pitt does have the ACC championship in front of them, so we have tons of coverage for that. For Mike Fakovic and Mike Ostey here, Pittsburgh Sports Live.